Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about high pressure situations. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, as a software engineer and tech lead, how would you approach a high pressure situation at work where everything seems to be going wrong? So it's usually the case that if you're in a high pressure situation and things keep on going wrong, it, well, it's, it's hard to say, but the one part is that you need to make sure that your mind is where it should be. One thing that a lot of people do when they get into a high pressure situation is that they get very stressed out and like more things keep on going wrong, which is very difficult. It's sort of it, like if you get stressed, your body is going to make it diff more difficult for you to think clearly. And as you can imagine, people like, you know, the bomb squad or like the people who work with like really severe like landmines and stuff like that, where like, it's a life and death situation, even they, okay, I'm assuming now, they also have to practice, they have to practice that skill to be able to go into a potentially lethal situation and decouple themselves from what they're doing so that they can keep control over their thought process because if they get stressed they die you if you get stressed you th you and you have and you try you have a production box i mean that's a fraction of that stress that they are feeling but imagine if you get stressed and then you start fixing things and you don't really know what you're doing and then you ship another bug and then another bug you can actually create cascading problems if you can't get yourself to a state where you can focus on the problem and i've made a few videos on how like my mental techniques for that which is sort of like i always go into damage control mode it's like the way i describe it is if your house is on fire the first thing that you should identify is the exit. The second thing is identify how do you get to that exit. Everything else is secondary. And when you are in a safe state or safe enough state where you have addressed the most immediate issue, you can start looking on perspective things and like bigger picture sort of stuff and like damage control of like stuff and so forth. But that's basic, the basis of compartmentalization and like crisis control and crisis management and so forth. But uh, when it comes to that things consistently goes wrong in in software teams, the only thing that I've ever seen that causes this issue is unfortunately on PC like uh, a lack of talent. Because the like the high pressure situations that if they keep on happening, if you continue to have production issues and you continue to have these sorts of issues within a team, it has very little to do with anything besides the talent of the team, and this is very difficult for. Uh, well, it's a difficult problem to solve. It's a very difficult. Well, it's it is actually simple in its essence because the reality is that you need someone who is truly talented to take the helm of the situation. The problem is that most companies lack the, they lack a lot of stuff in order to make that happen. It's usually, well, most companies don't know how to hire a decent software developer. So hiring someone who can truly address the sort of sort of systematic problems that team might have is borderline impossible because most people think of software developers as you know a unit of a person. I mean, if you take a, take ten software developers and you 
put them on a problem, you sort of think of them as smart or like equal in a me in a measure because they can produce the code. It's just that the, that is sort of like saying that all builders are alike or all athletes are alike, etc., etc. When you really know your stuff, you will notice that some people are truly gifted in what they are doing, and some people just know the basics. That is enough for most situations, which is the reason why we can scale it, right? Because if you know, I mean, you can't scale. Uh, an artist per se, per se like yeah, an artist who draws makes paintings or something like that that's like an individual who is individually talented so you can't really replicate that sort of a talent right but a craft any craft can be replicated to a certain degree and as long as they can meet the base needs of whoever's buying the product or service then most people are happy with that but this problem when you have a systematic issue within the organization or in the team that you're dealing with that is not an, that's a non-standard problem. It is a problem that on, I've only seen truly talented people be able to solve that problem. There is no blueprint for it. There is no guru or anything like everybody's claiming the same like this is what waterfall is about agile scrum like like reliability engineers like you the, the, there is an ocean of people who is going to give you solutions to this problem with with where the reality is that most of these sorts of solutions they have a degree of accuracy but it's really down to you to true to the people working within the team or within the group to truly understand their business and understand their needs and understand the actual problem it's sort of like the it's almost like diagnosing yourself and your own issues and as i like to say you're only able to see as much as the wisdom that you possess. Because someone who is, well, if we're gonna go with that part, a dumb person will look at the same person as an intelligent person and see nothing. But the intelligent person will see a way or see if, or find like something that the dumb person, like the uninformed or whatever we wanna call it. And that's really what it comes down to. So if you are consistently seeing that you have issues with hide, like where you have a lot of production bugs, or you have a lot of issues or things aren't really working, there's a lot of friction within your team and so forth. It really comes down to that. You have a lack of talent within your organization. And unfortunately for you, that is not a problem that I'm going to be able to either, I can't explain it to you how to fix that problem. Because you're literally looking at a situation where the only way you could solve it is to be in a, be in a state where you have talented people who can come in and apply their, well, their knowledge and their talent to solving these sorts of issues. And here's the kicker. If you can't figure out who these people are, you're most likely going to hire someone who's not going to be able to fix the problem. And so the best tip I can give anybody who's trying to fix this problem, if you, I mean, if I'm an engineering lead, like I, this is where it gets difficult for me because I've never had this problem. In most of the years that I've worked as a tech lead and like as a more like a more involved, let's call it like a when I have led the teams. We never have these issues. I really do mean it. It sounds pompous and it sounds like I'm bragging, but I, I really try to make this just accurate. We don't have these issues that a lot of teams experience. And that is because one part, we have good people. 
and the other part is that we don't just have people who know how to code we know we have people who understand how to deliver value we understand what is necessary sort of like the difference between having someone who's really good at algorithms and someone who can actually build a system that fulfills the requirements of what the company wants right that's a very big part of it and i've only ever worked with people like that usually and some cases i've worked with systems and like i mean it's not like i haven't had my share of failures and like worked with a lot of shitty systems and so forth but as i said the times when that has happened the times when i'm dealing with really really shitty systems and all these sorts of issues it is directly correlated to the incompetence of the people doing the work it is really that simple it always comes down to the same thing and I've, I've been very lucky because when I de deal with software teams and usually they tell me like you know this are the goals etc etc we can set up roadmaps we can set up structures and all the things because we have people who really know what to do in order to make sure that things don't keep on failing or that we don't like this so that we can meet our deadlines and so forth and so forth and we it's actually rare that anyone that I work with has a sensation of a high pressure work environment because we never get to that point because we're actually able to meet all of our goals so what I want you to take away from this is that the reality is that dealing with a high pressure situation if you know if you're solving a production issue or something like that you it's a priority type of deal I have videos for that if you want to check that out but it comes down to actually being able to calm yourself down to a point where you can effectively work on the work on the, on the problem and focus on you know damage control focus on the most critical thing first and then move on as you go and that's a mental technique that you can practice if you want it's very it's something that crisis like first responders and so forth they're very good at this stuff and then if it's something that where we're dealing with a team situation where things are continuously going wrong the likelihood is that you have incompetent people that you're working with that you don't actually know how to set up a solution that is going to work and I don't have a recipe for you which is like that's gonna solve the talent problem but usually what I tell companies is that if if you want to overhaul your organization you will not do so with mass hires you will have to understand that you're gonna have to get some star players for your team and those star players you need to recruit them and put them in a position of power and then the last thing which is the thing that you can actually do is to set very specific requirements on what needs to happen within the organization set very concrete goals and I'm talking very concrete I'm talking like we have an average of this amount of issues etc etc we need you to fix this for us and, and communicate to the people that you've hired that are really talented at this sort of stuff that this is this trend like the overhaul we want to see from you like these are the milestones if so and so forth and so forth and because we need the system to go to a certain state and now that puts a little bit of pressure of you on you as well because now you actually have to know your business and that is enough itself and once again it comes back to the same problem if you don't have the talent to understand these sorts of things and you don't have the talent to even set up that roadmap you're fucked there's nothing you can do you will never reach the point and that's sort of the natural selection argument for you right there where someone else will come along and outgrow you out to earn you or like outdo you because they have the talent necessary to fix this sort of problem because when you have these sorts of continuing systematic issues within the group it is very uh, most of the time due to the fact that these are people who are able to produce code
but they're not actually able to solve a problem. And there is, I know that sounds a little bit fluffy and philosophical, but there's a big difference between, as I said, someone who has the ability to produce software and someone who can actually look at the problems of the delivery process and like everything that's going on and fix that problem, which is a much, much, much bigger and more important problem than find, like uh, finding a person like that uh, and having such a person in the, in the company is a lot more important than just having yet another person who can take on a ticket and just write some code. Have a great day.